0: Hey everyone, welcome to Guilds of the North, your source for Guild Ball news in the Great White North. As always, I'm your host Paul Filio, here once again with my buddy B-Steve. Hey Paul. Hey Steve. And this week we have a special guest. It's Mr. Bryce the
1: Man from Steve (laughs) Games. How's it going, sir? Hello. I don't think I'm the man, I'm the other guy. I'm not Perkins. He's the man, I'm I'm the other guy.
0: Perkins is like pulling the strings from the back now, right? Like no one sees Perkins anymore. He's not on the podcast as much. It's all—it's all you. You're the face of the company now, right?
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, well, Perkins got promoted to be uh, the manager of the dev team, so he's now like having to spend some time doing actual like grown-up managery bits, Whereas I get to still just make pies for a living, so I'm pretty happy with that. Like I'm—I'm I'm pretty happy the way that shook out. <laughs> So he yeah, gets to veto your stuff, though? Wow, well, technically. In, in theory,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> but the problem with being the face of the company, Bryce, is it's uh, whenever something goes wrong, even if it has nothing to do with your department, you're the one they're going to tag in every Facebook post.
1: <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's something of a shame because people keep asking me things. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. This well, isn't... You're- this- this literally is nothing to do with me. I just what? write uh, rules for toys. And I was listening
0: to a, a podcast last week. I don't remember which one it was. And Sherwin was on it. And they asked him a rules question. He's like, you should ask Bryce. So everyone's like passing the buck. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a rules <laughs> guy. It's <Same>. yeah. <laughs> him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can answer a bit on fluff for sure. Like, because I've obviously have gone pretty deep into Gilbo Fluff. But if you want like really detailed stuff, it's definitely Sherwin who's the one to talk oh. to.
0: You must be pretty good on the fluff. I mean, they they did kill your father before he even came out, right? In the fluff, so
1: yeah, that was <laughs> that was an awkward day at the office. Like, I've I got a call from Sherwin, just been like, Bryce, I've just killed your dad, and I'm like, in the game or <laughs> yeah, do you so like... need
0: to know? Like, yeah, like,
1: do I need to call the police here? What's what's happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that, that was a fun day.
2: So, the reason we have Bryce on the show, it's because change are coming to Gilball. And it's more than just a number that's changing for 4.1 to
0: 4.2. Yes, uh, yes. The salt yeah. must flow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, Bryce, I'm looking forward to Gubbs. When, when the errata launches, I'm going to have popcorn and soda ready.
1: Oh, we... And- on any day, on any day, there's an errata or like a big launch. We always uh, schedule a little bit of time in the office to just look at the reactions because that's what that like salt. We feed on salt. Like I'm Scottish, so salt is a big part of my diet. So like it just <laughs> mm, the salt sustains me. Like, but well, you should have a good day. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think people will mostly be happy. I would I would hope for sure.
2: I. Uh... I think, I think I, I, some stuff will surprise people, though.
1: Mm. I yeah. think that's fair. I think, I think the scope of it is going to be a big surprise because this, this is by some margin the, the largest Arata we've ever done. You know?
0: I, I didn't um, expect all the changes that I saw. I'll be honest, I didn't expect anywhere near the number of player changes that, that we saw.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's us using um, the fact that we have digital updates um, and really letting that, because that gives us the opportunity. Opportunity to to make more changes um, and to make global changes like uh, like Charmed for instance um, and it gives us a lot more freedom to just sort of make slightly bigger changes so this is a little bit of an experiment in that regard um, to see whether a change of this scale I, I don't think we'll do another one on this scale to be fair um, but that said you know never never say never like <laughs> it, you know who knows like oh but you've said it now It's it's ah, quotable, and
0: it's going to be on the internet forever. (laughs) And even though we're an obscure small podcast, some guy out there next time you do something like this, will remember? Oh yeah, well, on this podcast from this Canadian, this Canadian group that you did five years ago, you said this. Yeah, the
1: whole. Yeah, I'm going to have to stand by that. It's like being a politician, (laughs) right? I have to stand by everything I've ever said. It's true, (laughs) Or, or just or just say you never said it
0: yeah just yeah, yeah, yeah. do just, like a certain politician right oh, I, don't yeah. that. I I don't remember <laughs> okay. never that. happened
1: never yeah i I do not recall for that just to start talking about a wall <laughs> um. <laughs> um
2: regarding the timing of the uh the errata or patch as depending on how you want to call it um it's did the all the nationals that are happening next weekend and the WTC uh, push you to release it earlier than September? Because usually you do those errata on six-month schedule.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So the normal six-month schedule would have been um, to release it sometime in September. Um, But basically, we... We didn't like, we take into account the fact that the the WTC is coming up and the list lock for the WTC is, I think, the 1st of September. Um, And so we wanted to give people a few weeks to kind of get everything straight because it kind of would have sucked to release an errata after Westlock but like before the, like that would have been the ultimate troll right <laughs> exactly but, but
0: didn't didn't another major gaming company do that a couple of years back and it caused quite a fuss
1: um uh, yes uh, <laughs> i, I don't, let's let's not go into that entirely. no no, no. that <laughs> yeah. that was that was definitely something we had in mind we we didn't want to do that cuz we love the WTC and like we, you know, we go as a team every year, and we send people, like we send the stream team every year as well, um, and we want to support the WTC basically, and so that was very much in our, uh, very much at the forefront of our thoughts was we didn't want to release anything in a way that we kind of mess up WTC timings, um, so we did pull the RAF forward a few weeks into August. Yeah, and there's three nationals next
2: weekend, so there's going to be lots of uh, data to collect as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And that's what we love, is cold, cold hard data. Um, and it's really... It, it felt like, because we we discussed dropping it after those, but then people only have about a week before WTC list lock. Um, and also, as you say, like the three nationals on one weekend gives us... It's fun to kind of shake up the game, and be like, let's see how people react, and let's see what their first reactions are, and if those reactions sort of hold true once you start getting into actual competitive tournaments, you know, and, and at the at the Masters, like, is that when people is the thing that people sort of look at when they are at first comes out and goes, oh my God, that's incredible, blah 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 blah. Is that what wins those events? Is it not what people? How does it change up what people are playing? You know. Um, and it just felt like a great opportunity to get a lot of data there, as you say. Or if
2: people will spot a hidden gem that you didn't see during uh, the uh, testing, and they all exploit <laughs> it as well, you have three three <laughs> major events to see that as well.
1: Yeah, that could be that could be fun. Like
2: miners,
0: <laughs> the yeah. miners guild comes to mind, right?
1: Yeah, their launch,
0: know. and then like, whoops, okay, instant uh, instant fix.
1: Yeah, and that's because sometimes like, so whenever whenever you're developing stuff for Gilball, you always kind of want to err on the side of something being powerful, because if a Gil comes out and it's just sort of unilaterally below the curve, it doesn't make an impact, and it doesn't like, your new cool thing that should be the thing that everyone's talking about and everyone likes isn't making any kind of impact and so that is why in development we we tend to err towards making stuff good and obviously sometimes we do overstep there because we're not gods like we're just well Perkin's a robot but the rest of us are human Um, and we just sometimes like with the miners we overstep and if we overstep badly we do you know as with miners we correct that pretty quickly um but yeah it's good to make things more powerful than not powerful enough basically because if at least if it's making an impact um people are talking about it and it's changing up the game and you can fix it very quickly thereafter if the impact is a little bit too much
0: yeah, especially now with digital distribution right
1: yeah, of course, Like, and the, the Miner's Arata was another one that just gave us that opportunity to make a very quick change because digital cards are really, really good as a developer um, and it gives you a little bit of a of a get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> it's, um, it's like cheating for development, yeah. A little bit, yeah, like compared to how we've been previously and, and the wait times of the Rata and and when we had physical cards, it is a massive boon for a developer to be able to kind of just hotfix stuff. Um, And obviously we can't be as active as like like an actual, like say like an MMO, like League of Legends or something, because they do patches like every week near enough, I think. Um, And we can't quite, obviously we can't quite be that reactive, but we can still be much more reactive than we have been in the past, which is really cool. Yeah,
0: and I actually think, uh, comparing to League of Legends is an unfair comparison for you guys
1: because you don't have the pool of data that they mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they get, I mean you, you get more data because League of Legends is obviously enormous right? Like, Well exactly, get, there's,
0: there's a bigger sample size and
1: yeah. they have
0: direct access to all the data because it's their servers right? Yes Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they and can we, just literally run the numbers and output a report that says okay this is what's going on, this is what we're seeing Whereas yeah. you have to look at people well, and there's tournament long shanks but yeah but long shanks does the, the provide
2: problem. more it provides for captain win rate and uh like the kicking and uh, receiving mostly and and the thing for, is your sample size is too small so if yeah. you see a bunch
0: of like even you know 16 man tournaments or something 3 16 man tournaments is not a big enough sample size to make any kind of judgment call on
1: no right no no not, not so, less, like Every, not unless like half of the players are, are playing one guild and Which is what happened in the miners' case, right?
0: Like there yeah. was a huge skew, so you could see it right off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that, that made that a very uh, a very easy decision for us because yeah. we could see the skew very quickly. Yeah. Um, and so that that makes it easy. And like long shrinks is a really useful resource, but it's not the only. Like, you, you can, uh, we also have to go a lot on looking at gobs looking at and, and obviously like, we go to a lot of tournaments ourselves and just see what people are playing and see what people's reactions are um, and also just gut feeling honestly is mm. some of what at the end of the day you just have to go on particularly when it comes to specific changes a lot of the time you can look at a model and go right this model is, is, is too good but it's very hard to necessarily nail down what is making it too good or or too bad, you know? And, um, and it's hard to look but, at a model in a vacuum,
0: too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a team is just the sum of its parts. So a, a powerful model doesn't mean anything by itself. It, look at look at Knuckles. Look how Knuckles broke Gubbs briefly. But yeah. I don't think he's going to change the game enormously because of the team he's in. If he yeah, was in exactly. Butchers, it would be different, right? But yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not.
1: And everything is, everything is contextual, and um, a lot of, there are models that can exist in some guilds that couldn't exist in other guilds, you know? Yeah, for sure. And a lot of that is just finding where that is, like finding where the balance points are. Like when, like Wendell, for instance, in Farmers, his damage output is, is utterly nuts. And so he couldn't go into Butchers, for instance, because of the amount of damage buffs they have available. But because he doesn't have any damage or attack buffs within farmers, that's okay in that guild. But it would be right. completely broken in Butchers, you know what I mean? And those are two very damage focused guilds. So that's that's even an example from two relatively like guilds with relatively similar playstyles where a model is okay in one guild and not okay in another guild and that's not even once you start getting into like obviously he couldn't he could never exist in fish for instance um (laughs) because that would be completely ridiculous you know Mm, let me just imagine
0: that for a second (laughs) um, and actually well your point that you said about um players uh you know in one guild Uh, being okay but not okay in another guild because of the abilities of the other guild leads us to something that happens in in the errata right why don't don't we because we've been talking about miners and stuff in the past let's move forward let's let's talk about the errata the future the future
2: of guild yes so steve take it away uh well first uh some uh changes that um are more global than card change, and we'll go to more like guild and card change afterwards. But um, one big change is the removal of the charm ability or trait yeah. from certain character. Can you tell us about why you wanted to do that? Well, it
0: removed from the game entirely, did it
2: not? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. completely removed. Okay.
1: Um, so the, the reasons were basically twofold there. Um, the first one was a balance concern where it meant certain models like Siren, for instance, without charmed just was far too squishy. And it felt like she was like relying on charmed to survive. And so you like you're in situations where if she doesn't have Charmed, she just sort of dies. And the opposite being like Tater, where he felt far too tough at five 0 with sixteen health boxes, but um, he felt fine at four 0 with uh, with maybe slightly more boxes. But um, and the key thing there is that that's not based on anything you can control. Like it's not like because a guild ball is all about choice, and you should have obviously you should have restrictions on your choices in terms of you know what's good in certain matchups or not, but if you just have to hit a model with another model, the random gender of that model shouldn't matter and in, in, in like on the tabletop. Um, and the second reason was just that we felt, um, we've been growing more and more uncomfortable and, and me personally, I've, I've always felt quite uncomfortable with representing um, um, sexuality and gender um, quite, and quite such binary rules language on the pitch because like those things don't impact your ability to play football and don't impact how your opponents play football against you and that just felt very off um now and so those that's yeah so those are the two sort of reasons like one was more rules based and balance based the other one was much more uh, a sort of more holistic view of the game and the impression that we want the game to give
2: and you remove as well a uh, charm animal from uh, Harrow, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is a buff um,
1: to Cena. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes, we buffed. Uh, well, no, because Harrow got. Oh well, because no, Harrow got plus one death, but he got minus two health. So yes, technically, we buffed Cena. <laughs> got putting my name on the line right there. <laughs> exactly. And every mascot in the game sweet salt's making a comeback
2: <laughs> <laughs> um another global change we saw was the drop of influence on um i was going to say quick foot but it's not quick foot it's uh,
0: quick time oh, quick, quick time night. yeah, yeah the, sorry. the cost drop yeah
2: yeah yeah the cost drop uh what's the reasoning behind that decision
1: um, largely because when we were when we were going into this errata we knew that we wanted to look at um more vet rage and vet honor and so since all of those were changing anyway the only other model that had it was vet brisket and just sort of looking at it it felt like it, at cost two it was it was pretty okay in season one and two and, and in season three it was something that it was an option that existed, but you kind of never wanted to use it. Um, and in Season 4, it felt really quite a poor option for the models that had it. So we felt there was, it, it was something that we could just give a global drop to the influence cost. And at one influence, it feels much fairer uh, in a Season 4 world, basically. It just, it just wasn't very good before, and now I think it's, it's quite a good ability. And it makes it
2: more on par with uh, acrobatic or... Uh, yes. Yeah, other yeah, yeah. dodging abilities as well.
1: Yeah. Because it just felt... Yeah, it, it just felt a bit too expensive for, for the effect previously.
2: Um, I think those are the biggest global change uh, we had. Well, there's also the change to the... Um, the uh, OPD, that Union is not uh, available anymore for the guilds that have them. Yes,
1: that is correct. Um, Was that a hard decision to take? Yeah, it was something we thought about quite a lot um, during the sort of development of Viserata, but a lot of it was because we We've already removed Union effectively from, from minor guild, with minor guilds from all bar three of the majors that could use Union. Um, and all of those three guilds are receiving buffs in the and it, we kind of ran into an issue where a lot of Union models um, with the changes in the some of them were starting to show up a bit too much in other teams and we were starting to have to consider you know it, th- this model is okay in Union, but it's proven to be pretty really very good in one of the other guilds or or vice versa or like not vice versa, but you know that sort of balancing point um and it really just it 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 makes our life easier as developers and it means we can do more with union themselves and actually make them more powerful without having to take into account how they work how they work in other guilds.
0: Yeah, from a balancing um, standpoint, that must have been atrocious.
1: Yeah, it was. It, it's been always one of the more difficult bets about guild ball is balancing how union worked within their own guild and with other guilds, and we've had to in the past bring down union models because they were too good in another guild, and that felt like we were punishing union for someone else's problem. Um, and so that's really. That just makes our life a lot easier, and it just makes your unions' life a lot easier. Um, and as I say, it only actually affects three major guilds at this point. Um, so bless you. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically that's that's my answer. Okay. So
2: I think now we can go into uh, more details of the change to individual in, individual players. Man, I need another sip of liquid liquid English. <laughs> yeah, I say,
0: you're you're faltering there, Steve. Just do it in French. Just do it in French. Just
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. If we, so, if we had any
0: listeners before, that'll get rid of them quickly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's start with uh, Alchemists. Uh, uh, veteran Catalyst. Mm-hmm. So now he's uh, he's good. damaged, Is yeah, he's be- yeah, yeah, I think he's so, good. right? He's good. I mean, he's dealing Are more he... damaged than before, yeah,
1: he's he's, more he...
2: survivable than before,
1: yes. I think the the key thing the, the thing that kind of got us, um, going into the with Vet Cat. Is that um, largely? I think Alchemists are pretty good internal balance. Like all of their models, kind of almost all of their their models have a role and have you have reasons to bring them. And the Vet Cat was kind of the one that stood out as not Out of the twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stood out <laughs> of the twelve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you never just, saw him, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and it's such a shame as well because he's such a cool model. Like, he's physically so imposing and, and badass on the table. Um, and that just, it felt like a real shame that we weren't seeing him. Um, so we wanted to buff him up so that you actually you actually saw him a lot more. Um, and we've done that, basically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think that'll be a problem going forward.
1: Yeah, because yeah. He's, he's now the guild's, like, as he should be, he's the guild's, like, premier damage dealer. Oh, he is and there's a couple more uh, momentum as well
2: because ground pound now is momentous as before it was not so there's uh, even a better reason to do it if you have it on your playbook to clean up the the space for him mm-hmm. but uh, burst of fume is now two damage instead of one damage for uh, the the condition damage so that's pretty good.
1: yeah so he has if, if his target is burning or poisoned. He effectively has momentous three damage on one hit. Which is pretty good. That seems okay. <laughs> yeah. But the key the key thing is well, he does have toxicity now to, to make up for to, to stop the opponent kinda of momentum farming him quite as easily, he's still death two arm one, you know, so yeah. we still we we still maintain that weakness, but we pushed his strength.
2: Well, toxicity is similar to uh, the ability that Pelage has, that uh, when you in your activation, you suffer uh, three damage when if you engage her.
1: Yes. So. Yeah, 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 That, that, that was the rule we sort of modeled it off of, but we've made it, uh, I think, arguably better. Um, oh, because, because
2: it adds the bonus of poison, I mean.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that adds uh, like a synergy with an alchemist where. They're now poisoned, and if Venon's there, he just goes in at attack 7. Yeah. Like he yeah. Everybody like no knows he doesn't condition. have to get set up, yeah.
2: And he gets the plus one for the ss as well, because you're engaging Catalyst, so odds are he's engaging you have to, as well with his two-inch melee. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that really it introduces some really cool synergies within the guild. And also it just, it it punishes the opponent for for farming him for momentum.
2: Well, and his counter attack got much better because you move down the uh, double push and the single push and the knockdown as well. So there's a better reason to try to do that counter attack as well if they're trying to farm momentum on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the the double push did become non-momentous but we felt like it being a column lower is just Better than it being momentously one column higher, because he's got the the two momentous results on column one now. Yeah, exactly.
2: So I think we'll see him now. Uh, you you managed to make him viable, and the the good miniature will be on the table.
1: Yes, that's well, what we
2: not
0: want. To see. He's interesting, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's actually really interesting. Like, I'm glad you said that because that's. The one thing above all else we want to make models like uh, good but also interesting is just as important
2: and it wouldn't be um Gilball errata without a midas errata i guess yep it's it's tradition <laughs> yeah i think so huh? I think, <laughs> is there been a single errata that midas hasn't been touched
1: I there might have been one or two. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> like he is he is definitely the most errated model in the game at this point. It's <laughs> and... funny because after that initial nerf, they've been trying to get him back to a, a a
0: playable but not op state. Like with every errata, he just gets a little bit better,
1: a little bit. They turn the dial a little bit more. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, we're just trying to we're trying to fiddle around with the dial and get him get him back to where we want him without being too powerful. Um, Because that's Midas has always been too good or not good enough. Are you saying there's a
2: chance we'll see back uh, True Replication on him or not?
1: (laughs) Well, his version, because True Replication was supposed to represent that he's an alchemist who is constantly changing himself. So I think we now do that on a meta level with the Arata. Like, every (laughs) Rata, he just takes on a new form.
2: Nice. Nice. (laughs) He's the true replication.
1: Yeah, that's him.
2: So, uh, uh, some notable change on him is Tackle is now Momentous. uh, So, it's easier for him to uh, generate that momentum and get the ball. And also, instead of Acrobatic, he has uh, where they go. Mm -hmm. So, that makes him really more mobile. And also another uh, change uh, on this playbook is, instead of having double push, double dodge on his last column, it's uh, uh, no, it's now double push, double dodge instead of single dodge,
1: double push. Yeah. So, so oh. that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say someone, um, someone was, uh, someone else I was talking to about now, mentioned the if you ever get to charge someone and wrap to the where'd they go. With Fulmination up, you get uh, seven inches of dodge movement from one charge, which is definitely Magical Christmas Land, but it would be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That that seems okay. That seems fair and balanced.
0: Yeah,
2: it seems grand, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems pretty good.
0: I mean, it'll never happen, so it doesn't matter. When it does happen, it'll be so ridiculous that it's it's Yeah.
2: It's going to create a good gaming moment.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Unless it happens in
0: the final round of a tournament, and then they'll (laughs) make a Gubbs explosion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think really his life just got a lot easier. Um is the kind of core thing on Midas. Like he just wasn't quite good enough at in at the matchups that he was supposed to be good in before. And smoke yes, so still the better option, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in the matchups that you should be playing Midas. Um and now now I think it's. Now I think he's actually a good option into those matchups.
2: Yeah, and the ch- but the change to his legendary you, uh, uh, isn't Midas supposed to be a kind of selfish? But now uh, with his legendary, he gives fulmination to other player, so that's not that selfish anymore. Who uh, no, knows?
1: <laughs> he, he was selfish. He's <laughs> altruistic. He's <laughs> selfish. He's a man that changes by degrees every time, every single time. <laughs> He's a chameleon. You can never know what he is. So uh, except handsome, except very <laughs> handsome. He's a handsome boy. So giving um,
2: fulmination to other players. So it's going to add uh, more mobility again to the uh, the
1: rest of the team on his legendary turn. Yes, and that that just really makes the life of your strikers like. Um, like crucible and vitriol and that it just makes their lives way easier on that turn as well. So that legendary turn is is you're kind of actually really seriously threatening two goals if you've if you've set up well for it. Um, and that's something your opponent really like. That's a genuine kind of serious threat that your opponent has to play around now. Yeah, because of all the dodges, you'll be able to uh, move faster than expected. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it also means that, like, like Vetriol, for instance, becomes a two inch melee zone with a tackle dodge on one. Um, and that's it, it, just means your opponent has to work much harder to keep the ball safe from that team. And well, that's that's why you need models with close control, I
2: guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, next one is kind of the one that. Everybody was expecting, so it's not a surprise he was uh, changed. It's a uh, vet bore. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a quick question regarding vet bore. You, you saw obviously that he was above the curve and was uh, blatant from the first tournament and everything. So were you tempted to do a odd fix like you did for the miners a month or two after his release instead of the usual cycle?
1: Um, It was something we talked about But his win rate never Like his win rate, set in about 60% and The Miners when they came out Their win rate was at something Ridiculous like 70 Right off the bat and never really Dropped below 60 Um, So the Miners were We felt more egregious than Boar Um, Boar is Boar is very good at beating people That don't know how to deal with him like he's a model that you be- definitely bet even previously he's a model that you definitely benefited from practice against because he could be controlled. The problem was he just he was he was you could still get a lot out of him. Like he punished mistakes harder than any other model in the game. I think because he's just that if you screw up, he kills someone. Yeah, like, exactly. No, you know, like and it was much too easy for your for the butcher player to do that. Um, and so because because his win rate was never quite as high as the minors like we didn't feel like we talked about it but at the end of the day we didn't feel it was worth um, it was worth an emergency or a forum but it, it was definitely something we talked about like it was definitely something that was kind of like being discussed um, internally but we just it, we didn't feel it was necessary we felt we felt he could wait until this errata, especially because we knew that this errata wasn't going to be six months away. It was going to be like five. And also, he was not, yes, his win, wa-
2: win rate was high, but he wasn't like dominating and winning uh, all kind of tournament like minors were before the uh, errata as well. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's the key thing, like, is he yeah, his win rate was high but it was very very high in the kind of 4-2 bracket of tournaments and like 3-3 bracket of tournaments like he wasn't necessarily like may- winning or even really making the finals of a lot of big tournaments yeah. and that suggested to us that there were tools to deal with him people just had to be good enough to use those tools but obviously you, ha- you can't just balance for the very top end of play you have to also balance for the mid tables because no one likes to just show up every week to a tournament, and get stomped by Vetbor. Um, so we had to we had to balance that for that that kind of mid table level of play. And were you surprised by the
2: uh, Japanese tweet that they said they were uh, banning him for
1: the time uh, being in their meta? No one's actually asked me about that on a podcast yet. Good job. This is this is four, the fourth best one I've done. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really interesting thing. Um, I obviously kind of, I can see the point. I'm not sure if it was worth doing when they did it because um, because the errata at that point was about two weeks away way, but obviously I guess they didn't know that. Well, um, we knew because we were part of the media, but at the time, like,
2: general public didn't know about... Exactly. Uh, and even the and even the yeah. pundit they didn't know about the, the date of the errata. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know the date exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I feel, honestly, because it's, it's obviously a bit disappointing um, as a developer that, that a group of a group of your meta have felt the need to do that. But the flip side is, I would also say that I don't... Like, vet Bor is by no means the most busted thing that has ever existed in Guild Ball. Like, I think Season 2 Opulus was more oppressive. I think Season 2 Fillet was more oppressive. Um, I think... What in Season 3? Th- season 3 Thresher, I think, was was more oppressive yeah. than than Bor is. And so it's interesting to see the lines that people draw and when and where they draw those lines, and it, it might be that the the community in Japan didn't necessarily exist in numbers enough to to make an like an official announcement at that point yeah. um and I'd be really curious to see if they were, but it's just it, yeah it, it's interesting seeing where and why people draw the line because they didn't they didn't block um Corbelli, for instance, who has a higher win rate than vet Bor. But Yeah. I guess. Is- has also been out for less time, so maybe that's what that was. Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest, Cor- I found Corbelli
2: more, uh, quote-unquote, broken than Vett uh, because you just need to get
1: to 8, and then you win the game if you didn't use the legendary. Yeah, if, if yeah. you're good enough to not have to use the legendary until you get to 8, then, yeah, it it was far too hard to stop that third goal in that instance. Like, absolutely... And yeah, I, I think it's interesting because yeah, Corbelli had a had or uh, currently still has, I guess, uh, a higher win rate than Vetboer, but Vetboer is the one that they have um, has really drawn the ire there. And I'll be curious to see what their reaction is to um, to the errata. Basically, I'll be really curious to see how that goes down.
2: You know, because Easton,
1: oh, go ahead, pal. I
0: was going to say maybe it's also because. Um, their meta is smaller and younger, and the skill floor uh, for butchers is lower.
1: I think that I, I think that might be part of it. So um, I, I think it's it, you know
0: while Corbelli is super powerful, I, I think it's maybe uh, a more skill-intensive game to, to play Masons for that that goal scoring that goal scoring Mason's team than it is to play
1: a vet board, I'm gonna run into you and kill you team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might, yeah, yeah i think you might you might well be right with with that one um just for inexperienced but,
0: players right and inexperienced yeah, players yeah, won't yeah. understand how to
1: deal with them yeah because that's yeah because that's the key thing like when i think when we all the first time when we when we looked at guild ball for the first time we all thought butchers like for your first like two or three games we always thought butchers were broken Right, because you you get shown the game when you're like, but they just run over and hit me and I die, and then you kind of figure out that actually the the ball exists, and um, you're supposed <laughs> to use that to 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 do things and score goals, and then you kind of like go, I, actually that's not you know I, I can work around this, and I think you might be right, like that might be part of it. Um, is that possibly their meta is just still in that still in a kind of much younger stage than the meta in countries like the uk obviously or the us or canada or germany where it's, it's much more established and there's a lot more kind of experienced players around um but yeah i'd be really interested to talk to them actually like i don't know if they're listening but it'd be cool to have a chat about that hmm. i
0: wonder if there's a way to actually find out the information
1: i don't know it's probably just a, a because they haven't applied to the media program or anything but it's probably just like posting on on gubs or something and it's just has been like yeah. Yeah. hey Depending Japanese meta hey. I mean maybe just comment yeah. on the
0: on the post they posted where they said they were banning him it was on Twitter so
1: oh, was it on Twitter well
0: yeah it's, it's easy yeah. to reply
1: to right yeah should be yeah but yeah not not in terms of a um, not in terms of a you're you're doing it wrong, and I'm mad, and I want to come on and be mad. No, at you. But, No, but no, no. yeah, me. I'm curious as what. Uh... Yeah, like I'm curious to to know the actual. Like I guess the like I guess it's kind of hard to tell that from a conversation as well. Like you, you kind of need to go there. I'm going to try and get a, a funding for an SFG staff trip to Japan. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Good just luck so that. I can figure out, just so I can figure out what's happening over there. It's very very important for the game.
2: <laughs> or just try to uh, up along next time Matt goes to uh, China for the f- to the factory or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, we just um we just had uh, two of our I think it was like two weeks ago. We just had two of our um, product team over in China looking at um like God tier and and the latest Dark Souls models. So maybe next time they go, I'll be like, can I just can I just skip along and then also go, like, another thousand miles (laughs) to go to Japan. I I, I was going to
0: point out to Steve that Japan and China are two different countries No,
2: I know, I know but, like, it's halfway there from the UK, so Uh, Even more than halfway, but yeah Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like if I can get, if if they will fly me the I don't even know, like, four I'm just going to pick a number, three and a half thousand Miles to China. I can make the last thousand. You know, I mean, I can probably <laughs> figure that bit out by myself. Like, just headshake, it'll be grand. uh <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go back to
2: uh Let's yeah, oh, yeah, talk
0: about the changes. We gotta. We're, we're we're sidetracking pretty heavily here, guys. Poor Bryce uh, is not gonna get to sleep until like five a.m. at this rate. <laughs>
1: So uh, it's, it's all right it's it's actually gonna be quite exciting in three minutes because uh it's my birthday in three minutes, so oh. we get to do that we get to do that live on air, so I hope you're all excited
0: oh, I, uh, uh, I'm very excited <laughs> so, uh, Steve <laughs> will sing you happy birthday in French uh, yes, Aww. I get to sing
1: <laughs> horribly, Aww, but, but I'll sing I do want to hear uh, joyeux, joyeux anniversaire
2: uh it's gonna be bun fight <laughs> <say> <laughs> yeah bun fight yep. Yeah.
1: Wonderful <laughs> French Canadian is a whole other thing, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, bad boy,
2: bad boy is slower, yeah, he's less resilient. Uh, and one of the major things that's changed as well is the the influence now is 3 2 instead of 4 2. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, the, the playbook, uh, the second column is not with uh, uh, damage anymore. And the yeah. fifth column is, not, is with, with reduced, reduced damage, reduced, greatly reduced, reduced damage. damage. Yeah.
0: So, so you've... you've,
1: some, you've so, go ahead, Bryce. No, I was going to say someone, um, I think, earlier pointed out that I don't know if a playbook result has ever effectively gone from column 2 to column 5 on a playbook before. <laughs> In the history of, of Guild Ball, <laughs> because effectively the one damage GB yeah. results gone up from, from two to five. Like.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But now it's a meaningful choice, right?
1: Yes. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not, I'm, I'm just going
0: to do four damage, you know, boohoo, and a Guild Ball result. Now it's, okay, I'm going to do one damage to Guild Ball result, or I'm going to do that momentous three from the column before, or I'm going to do that five from the column after, or whatever you rolled. Like, it's yeah. now you have to think about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's no longer was... a no-brainer. Like, w- without really going too specifically into it, like, the, the, as I say, the key thing with bor was he was just too easy to get the most out of. You know, he was too easy to get the, the best results out of, and you didn't have to make that many choices in terms of it was like, just charge, and you'll probably kill whatever you're charging. You know what I mean? Like, without yeah. really needing to think about it all that much. And that does fit his intended playstyle because he's a big, angry boy. Like, he's still bore. But he's less. He's just slightly less good at it now. Like, you actually have to make some decisions there.
0: Well, he's more interesting to play now. Like, yes. it's, it's no longer a no brainer, right? So, yes, he's You'll not have gonna... to roll
2: the dice to see if you kill the <laughs> player you charge. He <laughs> may not
0: instantly guaranteed obliterate everyone. But, you know, he'll be more. He'll feel more friendly when you're being beaten down by him, and you'll yes. feel more interesting to play while you're playing him, because you'll actually have to think.
1: Yes, that's absolutely true. Um, you actually have to... Sorry, I just typed over to midnight, and my girlfriend just came out with a wee candle and a cupcake. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Go ahead, Steve. Bonafaiter
2: ab
1: rice. Bonafaiter
2: bonafide the the Ah Bryce. Hey, <laughs> Just blew my candle out. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday!
0: <laughs> Happy birthday, Bryce! <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Have you what hit the ripe it? old
1: age of thirty yet? No, I'm I'm 28 now. I was gonna say oh. 28. So I'm um, I'm getting there. Two two years <laughs> left before the big three o dawns. It's um, all downhill from there, Brace, just letting it know. Great. Good. <laughs> I've got uh, it feels like it's been all downhill for a few years now. <laughs> like although you still have a few good years to uh, to look forward to. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the greatest birthday present someone could ask for, nerfing vet boar. <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, I think we actually covered
0: everything,
2: right? So mm-hmm. um, Well, like yeah, like putting in more uh like that it means uh, also that is not the uh automatic choice for your captain as well, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You have to consider kind of well, maybe I can bring ox back because let's admit it, box ox is still really good as well. Yeah.
1: And also, I think Philip actually is much better than people give her credit for because we playtested her in season four with Roast and Cinnamon. And then because at the time we thought they'd be out in like November, December, and then obviously they got delayed. And so when Philip came out, everyone was like, ah, season four, she's not that great anymore. But because she was missing two very key pieces of her toolkit, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if people have given her a chance now in well, in point one with the cooks out because Cinnamon roast really fill it and she's still very scary. And and I think we'll see her more now anyway. People are going to be trying stuff with her because of Lane. Yeah, I think there's a potentially really interesting like kind of two two um, butcher lineup almost where you can yeah. be like look. Phyllis going to get you two kills at some point in the game. Like She's going to get you two kills. So the rest of the team kind of focuses around trying to get two goals or even get four kills because you're still playing butchers at the end of the day, let's be honest. Yep. Well, um,
2: we have Antoine, the other uh, host of the show, uh, who couldn't be here today. He wants to do a three-zero 0 butchers lineup. So,
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was doing 2-2 with, can... with Ox, so I'm not surprised. Okay. I can I can kind of see that, actually. Like, with Shank, Lane, Vet Ox for Shank, and probably Meat Hook to tool, to tool Fillet or Lane up. Because Shank, and, Shank Lane, and Fillet are all, like, pretty good strikers because they're all pretty fast. And then, like, between... You're still playing Butchers, you're going to get two takeouts at some point, right? Yeah. Like, that, that's going <laughs> to happen. Even if you want it or not, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Uh, next guild on the list is uh, Blacksmith. Uh, they got some uh, changes, but it's... Uh, it's a bunch too... of minor tweaks, right? Yeah, minor Important tweaks. Important minor tweaks, yeah. but minor tweaks. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll start with uh, Faris. Uh, the only, <laughs> if I can say, change she got was from her legendary. Mm-hmm. So instead of being plus one, plus two kick, it's now a plus one, plus zero kick. And yeah. it's, still, it's, it's still the same for the, uh, if she's captain, it's still the aura for the free pass as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's still it's still very good. Um, but we kind of wanted to reduce her ability to act, act as a kind of striker, because previously with one influence, she could sprint 10 draw ball within two and then have an eight inch kick from there with, uh, with give a whack or drop ball within one sorry and then use give a whack so like that kind of striker level threat range wasn't really what we intended for Um, and so it, it means you have to, to play a little bit closer and she's just slightly less good at kind of actually personally scoring goals so she's still not bad at it but you know she, she has to get much closer to the enemy goal for that to happen now yeah, yeah
0: i mean she's still she's still actually very good at it, right Her mm. threat range is still mm. very, very good she's just yeah, no yeah. longer better than the best strikers in the game in terms of range yeah, uh, yeah.
2: it's It's going to change as well the uh, first turn the legendary passing the ball to all your player and getting the tap in pass to everybody uh, as well because you're losing the um, the two inch of range on the the kick uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, too, yeah. So. it means yeah it means it, you, you have to stay much closer to the models yeah. that you're trying to that you're trying to pass to yeah
2: um the next one is Anvil, and for him as well, it's only a change in legendary um this one is interesting because this is the the first time you make in uh blacksmith's legendary a distinction when he's captain a distinction between the effect to master and an effect to apprentice. Hmm. Hmm. So, can you talk about uh, that a bit?
1: Like, um, yeah. So, so I think we've probably all been on the receiving end of of an anvil captain legendary turn where you just kind of are like, "Oh my God, I can't do anything to these models because they all have eyed, They all have stoic. Yeah. So I can't even like push them out of the aura. I can't like push the apprentices out of Sentinel. I can't, and they're all toughied. So like. You just have no good models to try and attack. Um, and that felt a little bit too punishing. So we wanted to keep the, the spirit and the feel of the legendary, but we felt splitting up the effects was the best way to still get that feel across. Um, but it now gives your opponent more chances to interact on that legendary turn. It was just too too uninteractive, too much of a kind of a hard no. You don't get to do anything. Yeah, you can... A negative play experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, I think that Anvil Legendary was was too much of a negative play experience, and now it it still is tough to play into. But your opponent, like the Blacksmith player, has to think about their positioning a lot more, and they have to make different choices. And you have more ways of interacting, which is the key thing.
2: And you can get rid of Sentinel
1: uh, on the Legendary turn of Anvil as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you can attack um, you can't just throw the masters up and be like these are all 3-2 two, or 2-3 two, models with tough hide you <laughs> now have to go ah they're, they're stoic but and they don't have bad defensive stats but they don't have tough hide so suddenly they're models that you can hit like they're models that you can actually damage much more easily um and yeah, it, it, it just gives you a lot more opportunities to, to actually do things on Anvil's legendary turn.
2: It doesn't shut the turn up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, he lost one health?
1: Yes, he did. <clears throat> um, we, we, uh, that's a little thing that we just felt he was very slightly too tough. Okay. I, think, I think they um, call that
0: salt in the wound. Just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like He's still probably the single toughest model in the game. Like with two, three armor and tough eight, yeah, I think he's still the single hardest model to take down. Even with even with twenty one boxes instead of twenty two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's more achievable now.
0: Fine, fine.
1: <laughs> and also, his
2: apprentice got some change. Just a small change, like just a minor, just a little one, just, just a minor just, change, just about right? an inch. Yeah, yeah exactly just
1: an inch how, how much difference can an inch make I don't know tell us about that <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was just a, so the thing that this is an interesting one cause the thing that people kept complaining about with Sledge was his damage output because his damage output is phenomenal but um, that's a really interesting point where as a developer you have to go right but the so damage intent, output right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's intended to be much like Anvil's intended to be like one of one of, if not the hardest model to take out in the game. Sledge is supposed to be potentially, if you get all the buffs in place, the high, one of the highest damaging models in the game, and that's the whole sort of core of the model and the whole intent of the model. So we didn't want to change that, but what we felt was it was a little bit too easy for him to apply that damage. Um, so it's fine for him to have that ridiculously high damage output and to use, um, to use something that was a, an, an example that was really useful to us um, as developers like DC, uh, like David Carl, um, right. when he joined the team, uh, God, like three years ago now, when me and Perkins were still like, we just started the job. So we were like, a tr- like at the time we were like a tram driver and an unemployed English let student. Our English, unemployed English, like graduate, um, and we were like, "Oh no, you can't do this!" Like I can't remember the specific thing, but we said like, "You can't put this on a model." And DC was like, "Okay, like, but if a model, a model could have ten on the first column of their playbook, they could have ten damage. If their movement is 0-0, zero, zero, they would still be bad. So there is obviously a balancing point at which this is okay." And this ridiculously high damage is okay. Um, and that's kind of a key thing which we've tried to do in development since then, is if a model has strengths and weaknesses, you try and push the strengths and push the weaknesses rather than um, gravity welling everything towards the, the average. Because that's the, the gravity welling everything towards the average is the easy way out. Um, it's kind of the red button that developers can press as a panic button and be like "Uh, okay, no, we need to bring this down let's just reduce it so it's more average the much more interesting way and the much more way that you get to maintain the flavor of the model is to maintain the strengths but increase the weaknesses so that the strengths are balanced out Um, and that's basically sorry, that took a detour through some dev no, it's okay examples but um yeah so that's what we try to do with sledge is is make him like change his role slightly so that he's more of a counter punch model rather than uh uh the model that you can kind of throw out and hit things like he has to think much more about how and where you can apply that damage um but he still gets to keep his phenomenally high damage output
2: yeah, I think he's still good, I'm, but I'm pretty sure people are going to say he's garbage now because he's only one inch melee, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, I'm I pre- mean, it
0: does make him less good, but that's that's still okay, I think, in this case.
1: Yeah, it, it does make him less good, but that was the point. Like, <laughs> It yeah, doesn't exactly. make him bad, though. Yes, I think that's fair. He still but, has... But knee-jerk reactions or knee-jerk reactions, right? Mm. You're
0: going to get that no matter what, no matter what you do. Well, you'll, be oh, yeah.
2: you'll get lots of salt out of that one.
1: I, I would expect so, and I <laughs> think people will play a few games and they'll go, ah, it's not that bad. Like, I, I suspect that's one that I think you're right. We might get some knee jerks on and then people will play a couple of games with it and they'll kind of settle down a little bit. Uh,
2: the, next, the next skill that we're going to talk about are the Brewers. Uh, Tapper got some, uh, some changes a bit. Some love. Some love. Well, he got uh, commanding uh, mark target back because he used to have it right in season three, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, yeah, he did have he did have command mark target back in season three, Um, and ironically never used it then because it was only range eight, Um, and so he had he he couldn't use it himself, and also the playbook trigger for it was non-mentis and didn't have damage on it, where now. He gets to use it on column one with a bit of damage. So the the role that we saw for Tapper is the model that you can throw forward into your opponent's team, and he then like knocks down some models, puts up commanding aura, and um, like is that kind of like bite. It? What what Perkin sometimes refers to as a bite and hold model. He's your vanguard, right? Um, And now, and his intent was that he goes in, does that, and then the rest of the team kind of floods up to support him after that. Um, And so all of the changes that we've made to him are intended to make that role better and easier for him.
2: Yeah, Yeah, because he got more hit point now.
1: Yeah. And
2: and old Jake is now eight inches instead of six. So even though he's more forward, he can help the rest of the team that's back. Uh, while they are waiting to activate and join the, the melee.
0: Right, yes. and, and let's not forget Barroom Brawl, <laughs> yeah. which is the new ability he gained.
1: Yes, absolutely. So that, again, in that sort of role that we envisaged for him, Barroom Brawl just really helps it out because the activation immediately af- after Tapper, you can have a Brewer model charge in at minus one influence and uh, plus two movement from mark target. So he really helps his team kind of get up there and helps them compete. Because in the resource game, he doesn't, um, he doesn't give free heroics the way that Corker and Esthers do. Right. So he needs to compete. Like the easy option there, actually talking about like easy options for us there was give him some way of, of free heroics, of giving his team uh, free heroics. But again, that would just be homogenizing the Brewer well, This is yeah. very
0: samey, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. And, and at that point, you're just seeing which flavor of free heroic do you want, you know? Um, whereas we felt that the way of letting him compete was uh, letting him bring more influence. So with his heroic, he effectively brings five influence, compared to uh, two for Corker and four for Esthers. And then Barroom Brawl also helps that within the turn, because you can probably save, like, Two or three influence from getting those cheaper charges as well, so he's actually effectively potentially bringing like six or seven influence in any given turn, um, and that just helps him. It helps him in the influence resource game rather than the momentum resource game, because obviously, like you're spending that influence and in probably generating momentum, and that's yeah. how he competes. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's
2: interesting. It makes him different than the other uh, captain. So, it's uh, yeah. It, it uh, all helps you make uh, harder decision new to bring on your
1: twelve. Yes, which is really what we what we always try and do is make make people's lives as hard as possible when they're picking their twelve. Basically, yeah, make
2: every model viable.
1: Yes, really. Like I, the- ideally, that's that's the end that's the end state that we want to get to is make every model a choice for for inclusion in the twelve. Just like the next one, Stoker. Yes.
2: <laughs> which wasn't seeing much uh, love uh, or field play as well. And then you, yeah. uh, and then you, bre- uh, Brewers.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I've seen him played in season four, unfortunately, um, because he <clears throat> he wasn't really doing enough in in the role he was intended to be in, which was that kind of range damage support. Um, and then the ability to go on himself, and and he has his own um, damage increase, but he just wasn't proving to be good enough, so we tried to give him a a slightly different role um, of Searing Strike, so now actually you might consider bringing him into those teams that have um, higher armor, so Blacksmiths or uh, Masons, and Engineers as well to an extent. And he really, he really helps Spurs out in those matchups, and that also just helps him um, set up his own damage as well.
2: And he's also a bit faster as well to join the fray
1: with the uh, change to the heroic. Yes, so that also helps him. It helps him get, like, it gives him more of a role because he obviously doesn't have a two-inch melee, and he's competing with models like. Veteran Decimate and uh, uh, Hooper are probably the two models that he's competing with for, for slots and lineups so giving him that extra bit of movement, it helps him put out burning before he's done any attacks as well um, and it also helps him compete more and, and get slightly faster to get in there and start applying that damage
2: I think he's pretty interesting
0: hopefully you will see play <laughs> Yeah, as I say, I think it's still tough. Like, there's so many good models in brewers, and there's a lot of synergy there. So I think it's going to be tough to slide him. Like I said, against a, a blacksmiths or something, maybe if he makes the twelve, if he's an option. I think it. he has yeah. place in the twelve,
2: and yeah. he's going to be more matchup uh, dependent for the yeah. six.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely fair, and we're we're definitely happy if models Sometimes a model will be a tech piece that you only maybe bring for one or two matchups, and that's okay. Like as long as every model is useful. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat>
2: and for that matchup, you're gonna be happy that you have it at your disposal. Uh, uh your uh, not disposal, but
0: uh, no, disposal is the uh, right uh, word. Yeah,
2: <laughs> at your disposal for use in your six for those matchup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like it, as long as you're happy. You're, as long as when you do bring him you're happy you brought him in the matchups you brought him in that's that's, that's basically what we're looking for uh,
2: the next one they have a similar uh, overall that uh, the falconers got from season 3 season 4 it's the cooks so I feel yes. like the cooks you mean like a similar style rework right? yeah exactly so, Okay.
0: Exactly. Similar side really worked. Uh, Big big overhaul in the big overhaul in the cooks.
2: Yeah, exactly. They were poop and now they're good. If I can say (laughs) (laughs) summarize.
0: (laughs) You know what? Poop poop is the thing is, I think I think they were and correct me if I'm wrong, Bryce, but I think they were designed with season three in mind. Yeah. And and they weren't really touched in season four at the beginning. Yeah. So they kind of felt like union, right? Union went season three being super powerful they weren't really touched for season four that much Mm -hmm. and then they kind of fell behind the curve yeah
1: I think that's that's definitely
0: fair I think it's kind of like what happened with cooks
1: yeah and and really that was the thing was that we play tested cooks in in season three um, and so they were very much balanced for season three and the game kind of moved past them a little bit and obviously they ended up not coming out until after the last errata so we kind of had to wait until now to, to really touch them. And now we've managed to... Uh, I think we've managed to maintain the weakness of the guild, which is that they are quite squishy. But we've managed to up their damage output so that that squishiness is balanced out by the fact that their damage output is so incredibly high now.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. just let's. we're going to talk about Wellington first. And just looking at his playbook, right? It... His top result now is a four damage. Okay, he lost yes. the push dodge on it, but who cares? It's four damage as opposed to two, right? Yes. Yeah, so
1: yeah. So it's yeah. a big difference. Um, yeah, and also Chef Special having a bigger aura range yeah. and um, affecting character plays is the big one. Yeah. Because, dear God, help us, uh, Spice is terrifying now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be really uh, impactful for, because uh, for character res- uh, oh, with, character with, with intensifier. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because Wellington is still intended to be more of a support captain than a than a work captain, and like, don't get me wrong, he's still uh, he'll do some camp- work, but he, he's there to set up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there to like he can put up single Out and chef special, and he can scaling rebuke someone, which now also no longer causes damage. Um, so he can scathing reboot to to remove some conditions and to give out dodges, um, and also like as we say, like so basically the way intimidation works out for dice math is that everything on his playbook is effectively one column lower than it actually is, and that's not like that's not the official dice math, but as a very very rough guide, you look at that two damage and you're like it's actually on column two the single doubt's actually on column one and the one damage is effectively free because you should always hit it if you're making attack against any model because of the uh, because of the, the intimidation yeah. um, so his damage output is higher than it looks on paper um, but it's still not like it's not spectacular for a damage captain he'll do, he'll do a decent amount of work but he is as you say mostly there in a support role
2: yeah, uh, and skating your rebuke doesn't do damage because it doesn't scar you uh, emotionally. Now, when yeah. he yells at you,
1: yeah, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay's nice now. I saw him smile. At, I, we saw him smile at a child, and we were like, Oh, we got to change that rule." Like, <laughs> he's turned over a new leaf. Yeah, he's not. He's not as angry anymore. Like he's still pretty angry, but he's not as angry. <laughs> Uh the mascot got some
2: love as well. Uh yep. f- now he's a uh, a feral
1: weasel. <laughs> yeah, a feral vicious weasel. <laughs> um, it. yeah, it really just um like effective without influence. Yeah, exactly. It's it's free momentous damage from your mascot. What more do you want? Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of exactly what you want from, from, a, from the mascot of a damage-based guild, you know. And you also reduce his uh, max influence so he wouldn't have uh, four attacks. <laughs> yeah, because weirdly, like, I, I don't know, I didn't, that, was, that was a Perkins call. He, he, didn't, he didn't seem to want people doing a, a, a pepper missile. And I disagreed, but you know, he, he well, it could have
2: worked. I mean, with just well, special singled out, I mean, and yeah. charging for charging for one and plus two range with all the buff, it uh, could have been yeah. brutal,
1: rapping like crazy. crazy. It could have been yeah, delicious. Is what you want to say? It's something you have to actually be really careful on on mascots because they have very short playbooks. So when guilds have ta- a lot of attack buffs and death debuffs in guild the mascots can actually end up doing way more damage than they're kind of intended to um, so that is actually probably why that uh, influence coming down was fair, but it would have been funny <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the weasel missile
0: Yeah, it's still going to happen, I, I am still going to weasel missile someone <laughs> and, I, and I think I'm going to have to yell weasel missile when I do it yeah <laughs> please,
1: that, please, please do We'll try to get a video for you, Bruce. <laughs> I would appreciate that a great deal. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next
2: model is Spice, and you just spice her up. <laughs> yeah, do a she's bad so Man, she's, she's good.
1: Yeah, and that's so the interesting thing about Spice is something that we can do with um, models in minor guilds that don't cross over. Um, we can kind of make them a little bit crazy because they are making up for the, the lack of choices yeah, within the, the Lack of flexibility, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y- you make up for lack of flexibility by making the models that they do have and that don't cross over, you make them a lot stronger. Yeah. And spices, spices now, I think, got to be up there with among the highest potential damage in the entire game.
2: Oh, for sure, because with just a bit of setup, she's going to be so brutal. Yeah. Like just with the and, weasel missile? Oh, yeah, because now she has assist with Pepper. So for plus one plus one attack, plus one damage, and her uh, damage is now four on the last column instead of three.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be quite something. And her, all of her damage <laughs> yeah. results. Or on gone, one like, column. yeah, they're one column lower as well yeah and, and let's and, not
0: forget that she's berserk, yeah,
1: yeah yeah, with uh, intensify,
2: intensified that works with the new chef special rules as well,
1: absolutely, so she I is, guess wrapping,
2: oh, wrapping yeah two, four damage plus intensify is gonna be brutal <laughs> it's going to massacre things, but <laughs> Like, like you said, she has weaknesses because she's still four zero with only fourteen boxes. So yes, if exactly. you survive, she's easy to take out.
1: Yeah, and if that's, you that's really that's really what I, like I keep talking about that. But is that is the theme of of what we try and do generally is push strengths push and and maintain or push weaknesses. And yeah. so like this, she's she's made of paper. Like she'll fall apart if she takes a hit but dear god she'll kill someone first well, she, like, she's she a glass cannon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, she will ruin someone's day first like
2: and that's how like all the the build up and everything that presented the cooks prior to their release were that they are our glass cannon but their damage were not on par with the butchers so i think that's now not the t- not the case anymore
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think now their their damage is high enough to justify the the, the lack of health options. And the last model
2: that's uh, only for cooks that got some love as well is sugar. Yes, uh, she got chef special, which she didn't have. So that's that's pretty nice because you can have a huge aura of uh, plus one damage across yes. the field. Uh, yeah. But.
1: It also means, actually, that they're less completely reliant on uh, Wellington for their damage output. Because previously, it sometimes kind of felt like uh, if Wellington got taken out, their damage just dropped through the floor. Like, if he got taken out before he activated, it was kind of like, oh, this is bad for Cooks. Like, their damage is just so much lower now. It's turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of like... You start getting to that point where you're like, I just need to get through this turn and get him back on the table. Whereas now Sugar has a second chance for it. So, you know, if Wellington gets taken out, you're sad, but you're not that sad. (laughs) Uh, She lost Fire Blast, but
2: she gained a new ability, Mm -hmm. which is unlike... It's not once per turn, right? (laughs) On the card we have... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah the, the 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 version you have, have is uh spectacularly good um, is it too good so, yeah 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 that was uh that was perkins sending out older versions of cards again which is always fun oh but see so at first
2: it it was not once per turn
1: and it was okay <laughs> for about <laughs> yeah, five sure. minutes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> five minutes i guess oh no, I, I i just i honestly don't even know how that happened because <laughs> it should have just been the same as fire blast because it has the same like sus opt and everything yeah. and somehow it got changed on that card and it's like oh interesting cool i have no idea how that happened uh, well, um, in those it, cases it, what you
2: do is like the graphic designer
1: yeah, but they also, if we if we annoy the graphic designers, the entire company falls apart. So, do <laughs> you know what? It was probably my fault. I'm just going to take the blame. Like, so, <laughs> You've broad shoulders, right? Just, just, just yeah, 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 got these big farm boy shoulders. <laughs> I, I can shoulder that. Like, so tell us about the new ability that's once per turn. <laughs> um, it's essentially Fire Blast. Like, it has all the same sort of rules and restrictions as Fire Blast. Um, but it's re- it's only range two, so it's very short ranged. But it does four damage on a hit. Um, so that is again just she needs to get closer to use it. But it it hurts like because she can um, chef special herself as well, so she can effectively have a five damage fire blast three inch AOE, So like seems okay. Don't don't bunch up, kids.
2: Exactly. Like- it's good. <laughs> a- it's good against those sentinel and old blacksmith. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they bunch up against you, you are like, hi, boys. This isn't going to be fun for you.
2: And the other change you made uh, is uh, reducing the uh, snapshot turret uh, range mm-hmm. for the icing of the cake. But in, at the same time, you moved up her normal ke- kick stats.
1: Yeah, yeah. We just felt that that rule was a bit too punishing for her before in terms of. It was very hard for her to score goals in her own activation. Um, and she was too reliant on being a snapshot turret. And so we just felt like we could we could re- rejiggle the rule a little bit to make it still function identically when making snapshots as before. But it makes her life much more easy during her own activation. She doesn't have to be uh, really up the field, uh, out without
2: her friend to support her. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, she yeah, feels yeah. more she
2: like
1: other actually... strikers. Yeah, but she still has that. She still is incredible at snapshots. Yeah, but yeah this sure. is This is the one, of, one of the few examples where we did decide to consciously homogenize her a little bit, um, as you say, and make her feel a little bit more like other strikers, just because her life was a bit too difficult in that role beforehand.
2: Yeah, all in all, I think it's really good change for the Cooks, and I feel it's the same thing you did for Falconers uh, between season as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think definitely the, the Cooks are now, I think they're going to see a big bump in both play rate and win rate. So um, that's, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh,
2: the next character, it's the um, Velocity Nerf, uh, sorry, <laughs> a rivet change my bad
1: <laughs> well no i mean you're 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 right like this is effectively a nerf to speed and velocity yeah um like i don't think there's too much need to be said about that one it was that was just a little that that kind of goal scoring aspect of her game was a bit too strong and didn't have as much counterplay as we would have liked yeah, um absolutely. and so, so...
0: Just to be clear, because we didn't actually specify what the change was, um, it oh. used to be she granted all her squadies uh, her tack value, yeah, and now she only grants them plus one tack. Yeah, so velocity will not
1: have six tack, and Spade no. will not have six tack, but they'll still no. have five. So. Yes, they will still have five, and vet velocity will have seven now. So, yeah, which we'll, is pretty good. Yeah, like which, maybe we'll maybe, start, maybe we'll maybe start you'll see her vet velocity. Yeah. yeah.
2: but um you didn't change toe which is one of the ability as well that's uh not criticized but it looked as really powerful on her did you look at it to like change it to once per model or something like that or
1: so we definitely looked at potentially doing more on rivet um but we felt she hasn't been out that long. Her win rate isn't as kind of egregiously high as, um, like Boar or Curbelli. And as a result, we were kind of like, we've identified one part of her game that is definitely too good. We can bring down that game. It's not a, a massive change, but it's a bit of a quality of life change for everyone else. And, um, we didn't feel comfortable making like more in-depth changes just yet. Um, but she's definitely kind of there's models that we refer to as being on a watch list, um, which is the ones that were like, you're not getting hit hard this time, but we're we're keeping an eye on you. And she's definitely one of them. So if if maybe in future, but for now we felt like we definitely discussed it. But we felt it wasn't justified at this point in time.
2: Nice. Next one, we have Grange who gets some buff again.
0: I I was surprised. This is not the captain I expected to get buffed. Um. Uh,
2: Yeah, we were expecting a (laughs) Thresher buff, Rice. What happened?
1: Well, I had to get a Farmer buff in there somehow. So this was kind of a this was a trade off. Like I wasn't allowed to do Thresher, so I got to do Grange basically.
2: It's some, um, and it, so. Um, no.
1: so Grange um, obviously got plus one influence and constitution became an aura based on him rather than uh, a rule he gives to a friendly model um, and the key thing there is actually the influence change because when we changed farmers going into season 4 and we gave them the whole playbook construction we gave them the whole no buffs and like no tack and no damage buffs um we actually struggled a little bit to find a role for Grange, as I think has been obvious because we errated we him last time, we errated him this time as well. Um we we needed to figure out how how many Reapers he could and should be able to bring. Um and that's been just something that we've been trying to figure out. Um and I think we've now kind of got it right, and that he he can bring up to, like, three Reapers by himself because he doesn't have the same output as, obviously, Thresher, so he needs to compete in other ways, and his way of doing that is by kind of drastically buffing his team. And so that's why his abilities are are now much stronger at supporting his team, basically.
2: Yeah, because you're almost fine with only him and Plumman as... Uh planter and the rest can be all the rest can be reaper and you should be not too far behind on influence as well
1: yeah. yeah 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 and you'll you'll have four harvest markers a turn and you have a lot of models that can actually do do work and can actually impact the game so that's a really cool different play style to thresher who kind of only ever wants to run at absolute max two reapers and he hates running two reapers he really doesn't like doing that that's uh that's something you do if you absolutely have to but the the
2: biggest question bryce is are the changes that are made to grange enough to convince you to play him in a tournament game
1: yes absolutely yeah yeah i've I've, heard it
0: here folks yeah
1: (laughs) Next tournament I go through, I'm committed now. Um, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. We're going to no, check on Shank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can check. You can check. Definitely. Um, no, I'm. I'm more than happy to to play him in a tournament now. I've been getting in some games with him um, in the last uh, in the last week while obviously during the era. And I do think now he actually he has a, a role in. I think he's definitely a receiving captain. I don't know if I'd play him if I had to kick. But if you receive into um, any kind of mid level or, or fighty team, I think he's really strong there now. So yes, I will I will <laughs> play Grange at the next tournament I go to. Confirmed.
2: Okay, well we'll we'll check that for sure. <laughs> um, next one on the list are my uh, my hunters. Well the hunters, yes. sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but no bias here.
2: Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, the what I find interesting is Ygritte, um because she I, I didn't expect this at all so she got close control and but did you make it to help hunters because now with Edge they have two models with close control or it was to mm-hmm. give uh, the falconers, falconers some help
1: support? yeah um, yeah it was it was largely intended to give a, a close control model to Falconers um because the Falconers I think they're they're obviously in a much better place than they were but they still have a weakness to kind of tempo goal scoring teams yeah. um who can kind of get in and score goals before Falconers can get their their wind up going because Falconers have quite a lot of set like they have phenomenal yeah. damage output but the but, setup time is there. they got to drop yeah.
0: those harriers, then move them into position, and then Davana kills yeah. something, right? So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they could struggle because there were a lot of goal-scoring teams because Falconers previously didn't have any model with any kind of ball defence ability, um, and so there were a lot of teams that could kind of while the setups happening could just get in amongst the Falconers and like score two goals, and they're like, ah, oh, well, we did all the wind up and we got a kill or two, but. We're we're now eight four down because they've they've gone in so aggressively and scored goals. Yeah,
0: the tempo is too fast for them, right?
1: Yeah, basically. Um, And so, giving Ego close control is just really an attempt to give them a little, like uh, some support in those matchups, and give them a tool to help them in those matchups.
0: But not only that, you know, she now has a tackle dodge on one. Yes, Yes. right. That makes a huge difference too. She can steal that ball away from players and get out of their melee or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. It so you, melee. Have, you, you now There's have to be much more, Yeah yeah you now have to be much more careful with um how and when you attack her. But also she is still only attack four. So like it's Yeah.
2: And one inch melee.
1: Is, and one inch melee, yeah. So it is it is a it is an improvement. Um it doesn't change her. I think the close control is the much bigger change on her. And do and you think
2: um uh, it's gonna provide a more standoff game to the hunters with her? Because now she has con- close control and uh she provides rain damage, so you can have more uh, standoff game with her with Silja and like just wait and wait and wait. And do you and do you think it's gonna create that effect as well? Or
1: um I don't expect so. Um it may it may do to an extent, but um I think teams that want to score goals are still going to have tools to get in there to get the ball off her, and teams that don't want to sc- score goals don't really care about the close control. Yeah. Um it it does it does slow the game down a little bit for those teams that want to go in and get the ball and and score with it. But it's a small it speed bump. Yeah, basically yeah. No, that's actually a really good way of putting it. Like it's a speed bump rather than a, a wall, you yeah. know. Um but yeah I mean I think maybe it will provide a little bit more kind of set back and shoot ability from the hunters but that's that's entirely within their bit of the the color wheel you know um so I think that's okay
2: Next one I'm surprised and really happy to see get changed as well is Jakar he doesn't feel yes. like uh, the weaker Randa's cousin <laughs>
1: Yes, JKr <laughs> was one of those like, like we talked about Union earlier is one of those models that was incredible in season 3 and so didn't get any changes and now is just below the curve in season 4 and we've just tried, we, we've just given him, like we've made what he does better, so again he still has the same weaknesses but he's now, it feels like you're getting kind of more bang for your buck when you spend influence on Jakar yeah well his three
2: damage is one column lower so instead yes. of the two damage momentous push dodge it's now three damage momentous push dodge which is really awesome and also uh gut and string is all over the place
1: yes he, <laughs> never, he, trigger, he triggers that almost at when now like he's just gonna triggers that whenever he wants it's going
2: to be much easier to do
1: because it's the first
2: one is on the first column instead of second, but the two damage cut and string is on the third one. So it's going to be more Mm -hmm. interesting and easier to do with the damage. Mm
1: -hmm. The rest is the same. Yeah, absolutely. He's still uh, fragile and everything. Yeah. But he just, it feels like he's worth bringing because he, he gets to do things, gets to do more things with the influence that you give him now.
2: Well, his damage output is a bit uh, higher with the three damage mm-hmm. lower, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it brings him near uh, Rundas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one is one we talked about earlier. Corbelli, the yep. guy with the long leg with two-inch melee. Yeah. He he's, he's got a has... chain and a and a
0: thing on the end of it. I mean, that's his two-inch melee, right? Uh, yeah. It's not yeah, his legs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's he. That's that's what it is. He has a chain thing, but like we, because we wrote him with a two-inch melee, and then I got this. We kind of got the sculpt back, and we're like, Ross, he doesn't, he 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 doesn't have a two-inch melee, mate. And Ross is like, Nah, it's fine. He's got a wee chain thing on his side. <laughs> and we're like, All right, sure, buddy. Like, <laughs> whatever. You're you're the sculptor, mate. You know.
2: <laughs> so well, the major change is. Uh... Now is less easy turning into a beater cause his two damage is up one column. It's still momentous to damage, but on the third instead of the second.
1: But yeah. the biggest change is is legendary. Yes. The the legendary was the biggest point we identified as um as we talked about, it was just too easy. It felt Get like two eight it, it, and win. Yeah, it felt a little bit like cheating. You know, it was just it was just far too easy for him to to score goals and to to just get control of the ball, um, and that kind of was just something we had to we had to take off really, because um, we wanted to maintain how cool and how powerful making space was, um, because that's his kind of signature rule, but that meant he had to lose quite a bit of power somewhere else um and legendary was the place where we we're kind of like let's just take this off and like let's force them to play the game a bit more honestly you know
2: yeah it's fair let's make people feel like they have a chance yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not make this another win <laughs> yeah and the other captain as well got some uh, love uh was uh, honor she uh well uh She got the quick time change, so it's now one instead of two, so that's a change for her. Absolutely. Superior strategy change as well. It's now two influences instead of four, but doesn't give you back the influence.
1: Yes. So it doesn't... um, It Now, you don't quite have the same flexibility of using it to allocate influence to a model midway through a turn, but you kind of don't care because it's only to influence, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely much much easier for him, uh, for her. Sorry, uh, sorry. It's 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 late. Um, <laughs> it's much much easier for her, and that's also what the the playbook changes as well um, are intended to do and, and bring her down a little. Br- Bring her playbook results down and make them uh, easier to achieve, and make her momentum generation easier to achieve as well.
2: Yeah, our, our one damage is now momentous, and her knockdown uh, got down one column as well. Yeah, and she she kept the assist with the uh, marble and the link with harmony as well.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah. So the that's fa- the kind of the core character of the model that we didn't want to to change. We just wanted to make her more efficient at what she was doing.
2: Well, she's more uh, influence efficient now with the change to superior strategy for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah
2: for sure. Uh, the mascot changed a bit, Marble. Uh, he still has counter, counter charge, but now he's not depending, dependent on brick.
1: Yes. So he, he was one that we wanted to. Um, there's a couple of places in Mason where we wanted to decouple some of their um, roster selection. Issues because a lot of the time it felt like if you picked one model, you were kind of locked into three other models because of all of the various synergies. And now you're you're not as tied into bringing brick if you bring marbles or or vice versa. You've got a lot more freedom in that in that choice.
2: Yeah, but now you might want to bring brick in your lineup. Yeah. as before, you got the major overall. Yeah. Well, he needed it too because he was seeing like practically zero play, wasn't he?
1: Yeah. And that was interesting because the only thing he lost going from three to four was his two inch melee. Um, Like, that was all, literally all that changed on him. And he went from never, from being literally an auto include in every Mason lineup to never really seeing play. Um, Yeah.
2: well, it was for the counter charge that yeah, it made uh, it made a huge difference for yeah. the, the range. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but that's not but a problem yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's not an issue. Yeah. Um, problem also, solved. That was also one of the things that we wanted to address: is that we're trying to phase counter charge out of the game. Generally, like we're trying to reduce the impact counter charge has because it's a pretty big negative play experience. Um, and it's pretty it's punishing gotcha, your opponent. Right. Yeah, it's a gotcha at the end of the day. Um, and you can like, I mean, I, I think all of us who who use models with counter charge um, have had moments where like your opponent is like moving a model and they put it down and you're like, don't don't forget counter charge. Like, I don't want to win the game because you've made one silly mistake. Um, and so it's something that we're trying to reduce the effectiveness of. Um so part of that was like Tenderizer lost it in the Last Arata, Brick lost it in this one. Um Mar so Marvel still has it, but he's obviously a mascot. Uh Tater has it, but his his playbook isn't particularly good for countercharging. And finally, uh, Compound has it, but Compound is is a goalkeeper and is um also not seeing a ton of play in season four, so yeah. sure, that one's not really a problem. <laughs> um right so yeah Mark lost counter charge but gained gravity well
0: he which did. we see on uh, on uh kraken and on uh, locust i think it is right yes
1: yeah, yeah yeah and it meant we could we could keep his one inch melee but um he really gets to use it now um because he's got like obviously he's got that low down like he's now got the lowest knockdown in mason's as well yeah knockdown
0: um, on momentous knockdown on one is uh, yeah. Makes which
1: people I think. think right. I think the high, I think the lowest other result in Masons is on two. I think, um, which gives him a kind of unique role there, and also gives him a ne- unique role in terms of um, how easily he can move opposing models around.
2: Well, and he's third year as well with uh, two, three uh, defensive instead of uh, two, two,
1: yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because he's now a model that often is going to be your kind of leading model, that's going to be a model that you feel you can throw in and be like, he can take a punch, he can survive for a few activations without dying. Um, And so we felt that three armor was kind of justified in terms of making him that big, tough, strong boy that he's intended to be.
2: Oh, he's gonna stick uh, as well and he gain a new uh brand it's a brand new ability, right, Fulcrum? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's completely the... new for him. But it's yeah, new...
0: handing out toys to everyone in six inches is interesting.
1: Yeah. It's kind of cool because he is intended to be um that kind of very center back model that kind of sits in the middle of your team and just controls people and punt and knocks them down and moves them around and, and kind of sets them up for the rest of your team. And so in terms of that, a model that's sitting in the middle of your team, this also felt quite thematic and quite cool um for him to to serve that role.
2: Yeah, I think he, he's gonna be there in the middle with the uh, granite as well and
1: holding the line, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He is much tougher than Granite, though. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. harder to manage.
2: Harmony um, uh, got some changes as well. Uh,
1: some playbook she, shuffling. So, yeah. largely what we did with Harmony was... Um, so, we increased her attack to five base. We, we shortened her playbook to, to five and moved some stuff around and made her playbook um, much better. Um, because we wanted to... um, Previously, it felt like she wasn't being rewarded if she got family, but she was being punished if she didn't get it. Um, And we wanted to make it actually feel like a a good thing that you want to get, rather than something that you're punished for for not bringing. Yeah, uh,
2: which is pretty nice, because now if she has... uh, family well she'll get this tax six and she'll
1: have a quote-unquote brewer's playbook yes absolutely um whereas um before where she, she was you, yeah you couldn't really activate her before if she didn't have family because yeah. she was just bad so now she's usable on herself instead of needing a
2: uh, honor to be uh, effective yes absolutely and that—that's it for Mason. So they—they they were changed a lot in the in the Serata. Yeah, a lot
0: more than I expected, actually. That kind of surprised yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Because they were seeing, like, they were doing fairly well, right? Yeah, have, I think like, far, a lot of Mason's players locally, but in the, them, what I was seeing on Longshanks, they—they they were doing okay. So.
1: Yeah, I think Corbelli was a big part of that, um, and we sort of pl- started planning the Serata, obviously a while back. Um, but um, part of what we wanted to do was just go in and, and look at your kind of typical honor lineup because honor had, I think, the lowest win rate of any captain on Longshanks. Um, and so the, largely the models in this era are models that are that kind of core honor theme of like Harmony, Brick, Marbles, Flint, you know. Yeah, a lot um, of the starter
0: box uh, models. The right? kickoff
1: model. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so we wanted to go ahead and just give them a sort of general sprucing up, um, and just sort of you know, white wash the windows, dust the rafters, you know, just make their make their lives a little bit easier. I think it's of, the- oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I know but I say, uh, it's going to shuffle a lot of the masons, I think, because the um, the default six won't be the same anymore.
1: Yes. I, I would certainly hope so. And I think it um I think it also makes it much more of a choice uh, in terms of captain selection. Um because yep. now I, I think it's it's tough to pick two captains out of the three, even. Yeah. She she's viable now. Yes. Very definitely. Like cost cost two superior strategies. Yes. Yeah. So good. real good. <laughs> Another captain that we might pack
2: again is Morn. Yes. Uh, this I, I I play Mortician as well, so I'm a bit biased on that one as well, but I, I'm still trying to figure out how she plays.
1: Yep. She she definitely plays completely differently to every other Mortician and, and most other captains in the game, quite frankly. Um because she doesn't have that kind of the reflexive thing that a lot of captains have in the game where you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna give my captain six influence and see what happens. Um and Morn cannot do that. Like she has to she has to rely on her team to do all of the work. Like she will do nothing herself. She will not contribute to you scoring VPs in, yeah. in any way. And she's really a buff bot. Yeah. Well, she's she's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Because because of
2: con- no, but seriously, because of control string, she dodges like now she has control control string like um, memory. Yes. But she also has a legendary play now. It's called haunting gaze, which means every model within the six inch or, enemy model, sorry, that are within this six inch aura, need to move directly uh, move towards her during their advance.
0: If yeah. they begin the advance
1: in that aura, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. got a so, taunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She basically has, yeah, she basically has like A, a- gold? gold. Yeah, but it's not directly towards, which is worth noticing.
2: Yeah, but like, and but she can dodge, so she can annoy and kind of reposition people with it to push them further or forward, depending on where you need them. Yeah, so it's kind of
1: weird, I think. Yeah. It's. She's definitely a captain that you probably need to play about five or ten games with her before you even really start figuring out what the hell you're doing. Yeah,
2: she lost uh, raising anger, but she gained uh, something tre- better. Something better. Yep. Uh, <laughs> guaranteed two momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh So that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But, and but she lost the reroll. So, yeah. did you remove the reroll because it didn't feel thematic to the Mortician or because it was too strong with Gast and Gaffer?
1: Um, it wasn't so much too strong as we wanted to give her control strings for that kind of weird, janky, all, all of the options, like all of the kind of ridiculous movement options. And we needed space on the back of the card because we, we knew we wanted the legendary as well. Um, so part of uh, Fated going is that obviously Malice isn't once per turn anymore, so now rather than getting Fated once per get it once per turn, you can just put out multiple Malices and just roll a bunch more dice, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Combined with Gaffer's Whisper as well. Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> Plus four times.
2: Do you want me to do the sax, Paul, or it's okay? No, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely the going to need to try her because she's not an easy model to use, but I think oh. she has some,
1: she has lots of potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she's definitely just a model that you have to put a lot of work in to figure out. But I think if you ever do get her figured out, she's terrifying.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll just have to uh, plan a Skype interview with uh, Perkins and have a chat with him <laughs> to see.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Although he actually he actually really doesn't like her because she has such a, a passive, like she's such a kind of waiting play style where Perkins likes playing super aggressively. So he really likes Obulus and Scalpel because they can super aggressively get into the opposing team and mess them around and do stuff with them. Whereas Morn's much more like, I'm going to sit here, here are my defensive bubbles, here's everything, you have to unpick this. Yeah, but she helps the squaddy,
2: but let's be honest, Mortician's squaddy on their own are not that great. But yes. now they're getting more and more help from uh, like other players, like Gaffer and um, and Morn as well. So maybe they'll get better, and you'll have to rely a bit more on them instead of the uh, mm-hmm. good old Seven influence Influenceables.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's it. It's she shifts the the balance of where normally your squaddies put buffs on your captain, and they do work. Now your captain's putting buffs on your squaddies, and yeah. that work. And it, it, it's a really interesting inversion from a from a design standpoint.
2: I'm curious to see how that uh, two momentum, that two free momentum, it's going to pan out as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be it's going to be real good. Let's just go with that. <laughs> um,
2: then we have the minor gill. Uh, some minor gills that got some change. Uh, minor change to minor guilds, I guess. Yeah, eb, <laughs> yes. eb Ebb is now to look. two uh, minus two armor instead of minus one. So just to help them against uh, Masons and blacksmith again.
1: Yeah, basically, because navigators, because of how their their playbooks are constructed um, and how their momentum generation works, they really, really struggle into get into gills that have a preponderance of two armor or or higher. Um, and so, sprung a leak was intended to be their tool that they they could bring to get around those matchups, but it wasn't doing quite enough beforehand. So now it's actually really having the effect that we always kind of wanted it to have, and it just makes mate navigators' lives a lot easier in those matchups.
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious is, Corg. So you gave Scourge a football ab- uh, more ball ability? Did he really need it?
1: Um well so he's the he was the the rat catcher model that um we felt wasn't getting pecked a great deal because rats now are predominantly intended to be a three-o three three-o verging into a two-two guild. And there's reasons to bring like um, like miasma for instance because um, she has good support abilities. there's reasons to bring like pelage because she can do a lot of damage without really spending influence um, but scourge kind of um, was struggling a little bit in that regard and we didn't want to just up his damage because um, he's we didn't want to make the guild much much better at damage. we wanted to give them more flexibility with using the ball um, and that felt like kind of a cool rule we could put on there and really give them more of an ability to use the ball Um, particularly because Scourge actually now is a really good target for Reverie which is Reverie's effectively now only cost two if you use use it on Scourge
0: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's it's a fair compromise right
2: Yeah. yeah 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 Uh, the other minor guild that had changed were Order, and it's not Seasoned Brisket.
0: Yeah, don't get me started, Steve.
2: <laughs> well, just a quick question. Why is... Well, I'm going to ask it, Paul. Why yeah. is Seasoned Brisket the only Striker Captain without a tackle on the first column?
1: Shark doesn't have the tackle in the first column.
2: Well, Shark has tack six. Well... And touch and Melee... Me- that's, um, that's
1: not the question you asked me. Oh, oh <laughs> I see. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Dodging the question, I guess. Um, largely because Brisket has other... Like she has With plum, which is unique in, in the game now and, and lets her get an additional VP for a, for a goal. She has other toolbox abilities like I'm Open as well, which particularly when combined with the Ball of Light gives her phenomenal movement capabilities. Um, and especially with her legendary as well. So she kind of does it more by by movement-based uh, stuff. And don't get me wrong, I'm not ruling out like if that proves to be a problem with order uh, going forward. Maybe we nudge her tackle down. Um, we're not averse to that. But because we we looked at Grace and Benny, and they are the two models in order that never saw Never get weight. taken. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I've never, ever taken them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they, they don't even come out of my bag when I play order, so. But now they will. They They have yeah. some interesting uh, options now.
1: Yeah. And that was such a shame as well, because they have, like, I think particularly Benny is just one of the coolest models we've ever made.
0: Absolutely. Like, I, love, I love I love Benediction.
1: Yeah, like, he's just one of the most interesting, badass-looking models we've ever made, and it was such a shame he wasn't getting played, you know? Um, and so now, like, he has much more options. Like, Playmaker is a really cool ability with, um, with, obviously, with Ball of white, it has some yeah. phenomenal implications, and also with black um for, uh, on my mark, it has really good interactions there.
0: That's true, I hadn't considered that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, because yeah, the thing is that with the order, like his impart wisdom didn't really come into play that much,
1: yeah, 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 and that was one one thing we like it's a cool thematic rule, but it if there's a rule in a model's card that isn't ever really getting used, that's one there's no rule. point in having it there, yeah, exactly exactly we'll we'll always look at those rules and be like there's kind of no point having this rule on the cards, basically. Yeah moving so, his
0: tackle down also made him feel more like he's supposed to be in a ball playing team right
1: yes absolutely like that was just something that we were like it, uh, this his tackle can definitely come down um, just to make him more thematically fit into the order
2: Yeah, and Grace as well got some love and she got a respectable kick now right? well it, it was okay at 2 eight, but it was overshadowed by the other model in the guild I guess yeah, so now at three eight puts more more her on part with Mist than the other Striker in the, in the team. Well, the, the big thing for her is her Legendary, because now she has a Legendary
0: yeah. that lets her uh, basically steal back the Ball of Light. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest weakness that the Order had, is if you take away that Ball of Light, yeah, you'll take a bit of damage, but it completely shuts down most of what they want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. about
0: the movement shenanigans, right, without that ball.
1: Yeah they they can really struggle to actually get it like if your opponent just kicked it into a corner it's not really worth ever putting resources into getting it back because you're also chasing the the real ball Um, and so Grace now just gives you an option where if you're playing against a team that has the capability to just quite easily steal the ball of light and put it away into a corner now Grace is like no 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 we're having that back (laughs) Get out of jail yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a get out of jail free card, basically. Um, but the other really good thing that Grace does now is she's uh, a battery model, like a model mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah. need a model that doesn't need influence in order to affect the game.
0: Yeah, and she's a yeah, talisman now, right? So
1: yeah, yeah, and that's something that neither Order or Union really had in the past. And so I think you'll see her in quite a few lineups now, just as that model that's just going to sit there and throw out buffs every turn and well, doesn't she, ever get influence unless she has to actually take part in the game.
0: Effectively, this is the same thing that Blessed did, though. Right? Blessed gave her two influence for free,
1: yeah, but she but then she was, used to
0: use her, her character plays.
1: Yeah, but she only got one. She only gave one influence to the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that, that's 100% true.
1: Yeah yeah. So now she can give two influence to the rest of the team while still impacting the game. Yeah. So their net pool influence is one more. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah.
0: Um yeah. And well also let- it's, it's just a cleaner way of doing it, right? Because yeah. it's the same that rule already existed on other models whereas her blessed was kind of unique to her and and just different for no reason.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was just somewhere we could standardize it a, a little bit. Um while still maintaining the feel of the model and giving the team a bit more flexibility because yeah okay technically she brought three influence but two of it was on her whereas now like she brings technically four but you have to spend it on two on a a character play so you get the rest of the team gets one more and she still gets to do a buff for free Mm -hmm. and Last the union, Lastly, yes, yeah. union.
2: They got uh, a ton of a, changes. Lots of changes as well, because probably because their player rate was lower than uh, almost as low as the cooks.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they they really struggled from being one of the top guilds in season three because then we didn't give them any real changes going into season four. And unfortunately, that meant like a lot of their models hadn't been significantly updated since season one, actually, if you look at a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and so we just wanted to give them a lot of these changes are actually very small, but they're kind of good quality of life changes that, that really help bring up the models. Um, just, just, just nudge them up a little bit, make their lives more easier and make them more viable in a, in a season four world. I
0: mean, a great well, example of that is Avarice and Greed, right? Exactly.
1: That's what yeah, I was going where to say.
0: Avarice gained one armor. Uh, Greed no longer has to spend an influence to be picked up. So that makes them a little bit more survivable and a little less uh, resource uh, n- n- uh,
1: needy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Just, um, it just makes the whole package more efficient and stops Avarice getting um, farmed for momentum quite as easily. Um, which is really what, you know, as I say, like just little small changes to, to make their lives easier.
2: Yeah, yeah but then, vet rage but, is, uh damage got a bit buff as well mm-hmm. to, to help him to be uh, on par with season four. And he also he got the quick time buff as well. And he yeah. got one more influence. Yeah, and one more influence
1: because Rage Vet Rage used to be one of the scariest models in the game and he just wasn't scary in a season 4 world and now I because think cuz of vet bore yeah uh, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> um but now I think vet rage is definitely scary again yeah especially with uh, quick time
0: going down because that means he can spend one to dodge out he brings one more net influence he Cost him one less to dodge out, so he can still get his charge, unless it's a two-inch melee and you're base to base or whatever. But like, it it gives him more options. It gives him more things he can do. It makes him more interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's less easy to control, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's slightly like he needs to spend less resources to get out of control, out out of being controlled. And when he does get to charge things, his his impact is much much more significant now yeah uh strong box
2: just a small thing as well two yeah. more at point and that's it no uh, uh, not cool. exactly huh? shelling out changed shelling oh, out used sorry. to target
0: uh the uh, enemy model and now yeah. it's based off your models oh so yeah. your models have to be within the four inch aura also oh, it's it's stronger it's uh, so the it aura means- is bigger
1: Yes, effectively. Yeah, well, it, it means
0: that the turtle doesn't have to be quite so far up because the problem is he's slow, so slow, it was hard to get the enemy models in his aura mm-hmm. uh, quickly, right? So this way, at least, you, you've got a little bit more options.
1: Yeah, it, it just, um, as as you say, it just it gives you a lot more freedom and effectively, if you're talking about, like, a friendly model that has a two-inch melee zone, effectively, that aura becomes, like seven inches bigger because you've got instead of the enemy model having to be within four it's a friendly model within four and then base size and then the melee zone yeah so right. it actually We're using on like
0: benediction or something yeah yeah it becomes much bigger
1: yeah 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 so it actually kind of ends up being like a massive aura um now you're dealing now you now it affects the friendly models and that's that's just really cool um, and I hope we see because Str- Strongbox is another model that we haven't really seen very much in Season 4, and I, I'd love to see the little tortoise back on the pitch, because he's a great wee sculpt. Like.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, and things, it's hard to compete with a free influence and bonus time, right? So yeah. I, I get yeah. It. yeah. And a two-inch well,
1: melee, and you know, there's, there's a bunch yeah, of... Yeah, but I'm hoping now, um, like in, because he still has confidence, which is obviously really good, um, and the fact that shelling out is now affects a much larger area of the pitch, effectively, I think. Hopefully, you'll start to see him a, little, a, a bit more now. Yeah. All right, Minx, make changes. Yes. So uh, Minx is basically what what we looked at this model was um, one of the feed, one of the best of feedback we kept getting from um, from Union players was that uh, Union actually really struggled if they had to kick uh, because they didn't have a particularly good kicking model in a lot of instances and so Minx is our attempt to, to give them a model that um, is, is quite a good kicker because she's fast, um, she now has much better damage and much more options um, on her playbook um, or she's a very good support for a kicker because she can go up, do mark target and do axe throw and do like three damage snared and then mark target someone so that your kicker can get in there. Yeah. Um, and obviously axe throw now also triggers back to the shadows. So that's that gives her much more flexibility in how she moves around.
0: Yeah, that, that range snare back to the shadows
2: is uh, going to be yummy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tasty, right?
2: Well, and she's also uh, gained some, uh, some health and some damage buff because now she can do a four damage momentous double dodge, which is going to be pretty nice with the back to the shadow as well. Instead of, uh, instead of three, it's now two, four. So yeah, And three damage marked target is going to be fun as
1: well. <laughs> <Yep>. Yes, that's, <laughs> very, that's a very strong result. Uh, so I think you're going to start seeing Minx a lot more in future.
2: And not just as an influence, but no, <laughs>
1: yeah, she's a much stronger role now.
2: Uh, speaking of influence, but uh, rage, yeah, rage
0: is <laughs> so good now,
1: yeah, 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 because yeah. he, he still, he, he just felt a little left behind. Um, because his, his card hasn't changed apart from losing Maverick, his card hasn't changed since season one. Um, And so, like, there's very few models now that only bring one influence to the table. And he he felt like he needed a little something to make up for that. Um, So that's why he got his new heroic that lets him two up either himself or someone else for free. And then he can obviously still charge for free and he has Berserk. So his personal damage output is a lot higher or he can obviously co-op someone else without actually spending influence, which is really good.
2: Yeah, he, he's not losing, uh, well, he's gaining damage output because he, he's not losing the influence by tooling him, himself up. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: exactly. It, like
2: uh, That's a pretty good, uh, big difference. It means two more attack, basically.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot scarier. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, he's going to be
0: a, quite the missile.
1: Yeah. Uh, I hope so. Because he's also one of, when we talk about like unique and and cool sculpts in the game and cool models, Rage is one of the most like iconic models in in Guild Ball. Um, And I'm really hopeful we start seeing him kind of back on the pitch again because he's just awesome.
2: Well, I think he certainly has a good chance of being there now. Good. And the last one is Decimate. Yeah. I'm super
1: excited about this one. Yeah. So she she gained a four damage on the top end of her playbook and a four damage dodge, sorry, and she gained a thousand cuts trigger on column four instead um, of six. Instead of six, yeah. So it is non momentous, but it now means that like with particularly with anatomical, if she's charging someone, she has a pretty good chance of triggering that non momentous thousand cuts, and then whoever you're attacking dies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, it's it's gonna be good, uh, yeah. and and I guess that's one of the reason that she's not allowed in Masons anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would probably that would probably be a bit much.
2: <laughs> no, she again, it's not that big of a change, but it's it's a big change. Well, the four damage dodge is pretty huge. I mean, yeah. All, I, all in all, all the damage output on the union has gone up a bit mm-hmm. on, on lots of the models we've seen tonight. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think yeah. it's going to help them. It's as we're saying; it's just a lot of like quality of life changes. Um, well, it, it brings them more in line with what we've seen in season four. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, just gives them that little bit of a tweak that they need to to be to get back into being competitive. Oh. Now
0: we're just gonna ask one last question before uh, we let you go to bed.
1: Oh, Celebrate exactly. your birthday! <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is <laughs> 20, it, it is twenty past one here. So yeah. I apologize. I, I I can feel myself getting more tired. So oh, yeah. I apologize if I've been. You, you've left
0: almost left. made it, man. You've almost made it. <laughs> so no changes to Blackheart, and I thought that was kind of weird because he's kind of a um, a unique model in how he works because mm-hmm. uh, he's he's a Fast captain who's only fast in the right conditions mm-hmm. and and no other models really like that so yeah. i figured he, I figured he would change because yes he's unique and it's interesting, but his design hasn't changed since like season two i don't think
1: yeah um I, I think that's right um black art basically was one we discussed, um but we felt because the rest of his team is getting better around him and particularly like uh, Playmaker on Benediction is now really good with art and um, the original Rage buff is effectively a black art buff because you can't use him with Veteran Rage um, we felt like there was enough extra things that he had that we didn't need to hit him in this Arata um, because this Arata is already enormous um, and we, we we felt it wasn't necessary at this time. But like earlier when I talked about how some models are 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 sort of on a watch list and they're they're models that we are very aware of um going forward. Usually we use that to mean um models that are too that are potentially above the curve. Black Arts one that we are aware of for potential future changes. Um but we just didn't feel that it, he warranted inclusion in Deserato. But he's definitely because a lot of his support staff have got better, and he still has a lot of good tools, and he still has probably the best legendary in the entire game. Um, and so it's it it might happen in future. We just we didn't think it was necessary right this second. Right, basically. because you
0: changed all the pieces around him, so you want to see how it levels out. Makes sense. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What? Steve, is there anything else you want to add quickly before Brace fades completely? No, we made it.
2: Thanks a lot for your time. I know it's really late and it's your birthday. Bonne fête encore.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, happy birthday, no, Brace. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. Thank you very much. I, I know it's not pleasure. easy for you with the time uh, the time difference.
1: Yeah, but it's a real um it's a real pleasure to to come on cuz obviously we've tried to kind of set this up um uh, well, this is, I think, the third time. Yeah, it's the yeah. third, th- third, yeah.
2: re- third Steamforge release. We tried to set uh, an interview up and we finally managed to get it up.
1: Yes, so I'm very glad I finally got to come on um, and talk about toys until half past one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. well now, now go to bed and dream about toys. Future toys. Of course I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> thanks a lot, All Bryce. Thanks right. again, Bryce. Thank Take care. Thank you very much, bud. Cheerio. Later. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at North at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash north, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks of the North. You can follow me, Paul, at PRfilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at the underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by LaDrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks.
2: Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network Family Member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to
0: unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find Geeky Voyage, a geek and pop culture blog that explores a variety of fandoms and many pop culture favorites from film, television, music, and various other topics with liberal doses of humor, quirky musings, and heavy fangirling thrown in. The United Geeks
2: Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.